A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> Welcome to episode 31. This week we have Miss Christina Hutchinson. She's a stand-up comic and an actress and one of the two hosts of one of the top 10 comedy podcasts on iTunes called Guys We Fucked. So as you can imagine, this episode we talk a lot about sex and uh, relationships and all kinds of stuff. This episode is so NSFW that I'm going to spell out that acronym as not safe for work. This is not safe for work. So put in those earbuds. All right. I'm going to keep this intro short. We're going to get right to it. This was a great conversation, and I hope you enjoy it, and I hope you get something out of it. Here it is, my conversation with Matt Kaplan and Christina Hutchinson. All right. Well, thank you for coming and doing this. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. You don't have a job anymore, right? Yep, that's correct. That's why I could come here at one o'clock. Is this your first Wednesday without a job? Yes. Yeah. I'm so excited. It's so cool. It's great. So you were able to quit your day job yep. and support yourself with... With comedy and the podcast. Yeah. All right. That's Excellent. Congrats. Magic of podcasts. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah. What? Uh, let's talk about some of your worst day jobs. What was like the worst day job? I used to wait tables and that was really well, horrible. I, I, um, I, the one summer between college and high school that I, or between college semesters that I, uh, stayed home, like only one summer I was at home, um, after my first year of college. Like home with your parents? Exactly. Home? Yeah. Okay. And then from that point on, I lived in apartments, but at uh, what point do we call our home home? I don't know. Like, is there I, an age where I you call it home now because I've do? lived in the city for so. I've lived in this apartment for like eight years. Wait, you live in this apartment? I Not thought this, this was, apartment, but uh, my apartment. Because I've never I seen you here in my apartment. No, well, that's correct. It is a big <laughs> space. Doesn't mean I haven't but... been here. 
Um, yeah, so I, tr- I was trained at a Texas Roadhouse that was opening up down the street from my parents' house, and uh, I sucked so hard at that job. Waiting I tables? Sp- yeah, I spilled soda on everybody. Every day I spilled soda on somebody. And they kept you around? Yeah, I don't know why, until I just cried and quit. It's hard, isn't it? It's, I'm not a good waitress. Yeah, we talked to Nick Batterout, who's done a lot of waiting tables. And, oh, yeah. Oof, yeah he seems good at it. I was just so shy. And then I, when you spill something on someone, you don't want to look them in the eye again. Yeah. But you have to. Yeah. Because you get them the drinks at the top of the, the and dining you, experience. And, and you can't really wipe them off. You I have know. to just be like, spill and be like, sorry, yeah. we're done here. I always spilled them on guys. It was a total accident. You think but, it was passive aggression? I don't think so. But we used to have this song that when when a, so- a certain song came on in the restaurant, all the waitresses had to like get out and line dance. And one of the lines that we had to sing was tequila makes my clothes fall off. And Whoa. I was like 19. And I was like, whatever. Yeah. And looking back, I'm like, that's fucked up. Mm. That is. That's fucking weird. That's what a weird restaurant to work in as a 19 year old. Yeah. So how long did you last there for? Two months. Two months. <laughs> did they fire you? Yeah. I quit. We both knew that it was time to go. I've been fired from so many restaurants. Oh, really? Yes. Why? Are you I, a horrible waiter? Um, I just never really wanted the job. And w- yeah. it's easy to get a new job. I was fired once for not wearing deodorant. What? <laughs> yes. What if you didn't believe in the chemicals, whatever the fuck hippy dippies believe? I know. I should have tried that. should have said Were that. Were you just generally stinking at the time? That's very like that they were able yeah, to pick up. You smelled that. bad. Uh, yeah. I mean, I didn't wear deodorant at the time. And uh, he warned me once and then I came in another time and he's like, you smell again. You got to go home. Don't come back. illegal. I'm pretty sure. I know. That's some kind of some rude discrimination thing. Yeah. We're not going to make this about me, but I have so many <laughs> I got fired another time from, uh, you know, when you wait tables, sometimes Europeans come in, they don't know to tip. Yeah. Or they th- pretend they don't know to tip. Oh. So this guy was like a, almost a two hour meal with wine and the whole thing. And I stayed after my shift to finish out the table to get that fat tip. And he left me like $5 on like a $175 oh. bill. So I waited for him to leave. And when I found the money, I was like, oh, so I followed him out. And I'm explaining to him, he's a French guy, I'm explaining to him, you know, in America, you tip 15, 20%. Yeah. And he goes, oh, what What do you want? And he pulls out his wallet and he's like, what, what do you take? What do you want? And then at that moment, I look, I turn my back because, you know, when you sense someone's looking at you. Yeah. So I turn around and the restaurant had a window and my manager is just staring at Oops. me. <laughs> and it, to the manager, it must have looked like the You were custom. robbing somebody. <laughs> totally. It was like, he's like, take my wallet then, please take it. <laughs> Did you take money? Hells yeah, I All took right. the money. And you got More fired. More than 20%? Or? I was like, well, what do you think? Do I deserve 20%? He's like, well, whatever you think. I'm like, yeah, I think I do. It's good for you. <laughs> believing in yourself. Totally. I had, I had the math already worked out. So I took the money. I walked back in. The manager's like, what was going on? I explained to him. He goes, you are so fired. Aww. Just like that. You are so fired. I think I didn't care. Is it, did anybody ever tip you like extra, extra amount? Like a $1,000 tip? Oh, I wish. I never got that. I love those stories. Yeah. Did that I ever? No. no. I just hear them. Like Amy Schumer tips somebody $1,000 when just, she would see Hamilton. If I was really that wealthy, I would do that all the time. I would too. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I would tip so much money. Waiting tables is the most hard, like thankless job. Yep. That's why I was like, no, for me. Was that I want to be thanked. Yes. <laughs> you want to be appreciated. I want to be appreciated and loved in everything that I do. And waiting tables is not an experience. I'm going to get that. No, it's so humbling. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't like it. <laughs> 
So that was your only waiting experience? The, yeah. And then the other worst job I had was I was assistant for a real estate agent, but like a high-end luxury, mm-hmm. like $50 million condo selling. That's kind of nice. So you're just showing people places? Yeah. I, I eventually started showing, but she just, that was, it was like a couple years, right after I graduated college and she mm-hmm. like wouldn't let me pursue comedy, even though I took the job on the, the, the promise that this is my day job and then my night job is something else. So I'm going to leave here at six and then they want your soul. They, she wanted my soul. Yeah. Did she just hate comedy? She didn't hate it. She just only cared about real estate. Yeah. I'm like, I cannot care about anything except comedy this much. And mm-hmm. I just like did that thing where I hate, I grew to hate her and resent <laughs> her, like yeah. truly hate her. Well, my theory is that she resented you for having a life outside of that. Maybe, but she really loved real estate. Like exactly. she, she loved real estate. Like I loved comedy, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I don't love real estate this much. And she hated me for that, I think. And yeah. then I just, I was with her for like two years, three years. And, then, and, and the then, day I quit, I'm still thankful every day that I do not work for her. Yeah. She just like manipulated me and tricked me and shit. And oh, it was awful. But now you have all this free time and, you know, I know. devil's playground. Yeah. Well, I'm doing stuff. Yeah. I'm emailing. You're Good. sending yeah. out emails. Are you structuring your day in a way? Yes, I you have do. to or else I'll go nuts. Totally. But yeah, because yeah, I have a to-do list for the week and mm-hmm. I got to cross everything off that week. I bought a printer. Oh, well, you shit. bought a printer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Like that a, That's an adult thing. <laughs> or it's a sign of like, I need to get my life together. Let me buy something. I'm buy a printer. <laughs> but I needed a printer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah. Wait, what are you printing out? I haven't printed anything out in years. Like every time Corinne and I do the podcast, I print out um, the intro sheet of like the breakdown because now we have ads on the podcast. We right. want to read emails and all this stuff. So we just kind of have an order that we both follow. Because mm-hmm. then, so we don't have to like talk to each other during the intro. Be like, oh, what do you want to do next? Uh. Right. So that I print and sides for auditions. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. right. Instead of like running to Kinko's, that's what I was, exactly. So I was it's doing expensive. for a while. Just, yeah, you go to Kinko's, you spend like five dollars on an audition yeah. you don't get, and you're like, exactly. I might as well just buy a printer. That's yeah, because I, I was like, oh, it'll be like ten cents a page. Yeah. No, it's like a dollar a page. Yeah. Wait, what did you call it? A side? Sides, yeah. So if you go in for an acting audition, the yeah. the three pages of the script that you they want you to read it or oh. refer to as the sides. Oh, industry. Are lingo. you an actor? I am. Oh, yeah. cool. I could tell by the way you talk. You have that standard stage dialect. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, That's look good. at that, Matt. But I've had uh, like a someone call sides slides. Like, oh. And then one time I asked uh, a director, "Will you be providing sides?" And he's like, "Oh, you mean like food sides?" No, we can't afford to do that in an audition. I'm like, uh, you know what? How I'm not coming to the audition yeah. because you don't know what sides are. Yeah, that's not a quality production. Right, that's a good way to weed them out. Yeah. yeah. Damn. You, you get good at that after a while. Like, <laughs> Well, that brings us to the podcast. So that was that's not a bad job, I mean. No. Yeah. It's uh, the podcast you're talking about? Well, no, the podcast is a great job. Podcast is a great job. But the real job. estate. It was okay. It's yeah. just the, that woman like got under my skin so hard. Yeah. And, and I didn't quit until later. Should have quit earlier than that. Is she dead there. now? No, she's no. very much alive and well, mm-hmm. which good it's for too- her. I just don't want to work for her ever again. Mm-hmm. So what was the job that you just quit? I So after that, I temped mm-hmm. a bunch. Yeah. And then I was temping at a place called WeWork which is a shared workspace Mm -hmm. and they have buildings all over the world. And uh, I worked in their accounting department. I just scanned papers and then they hired me from that because I was like, this is great because I can go into any of these buildings now and write if I want because I have 24-7 access to Oh, that's cool. One of them had a recording studio, which was perfect. But then when I quit, 
I can't use that anymore. You can't use it? Yeah. Mm. I could to- ask. I might ask. Like, oh, I'll, I'll do an ad for you guys once a month, and then we can use your recording space. Nice. You have leverage. Yeah, I'll ask them, but I don't think they'll. How good did it feel to quit? The best feeling in the whole world. That was mm-hmm. one of the coolest things that I've ever done. Yeah, did you, like, think about it and plan your words? Maybe print out your... No, <laughs> no, because they knew. I was very upfront with them, because when they asked, when they asked what... When they hired me, they're like, what do you want your position to be called? Because all I did was scan papers. I was like, look, I don't give a fuck. Call right. me scanner girl. Yeah, I don't yeah. care. <laughs> Call me whatever you want. This job means nothing to me. And I love working here because it's so easy. All I do is scan papers. I don't even have to think. And they love that because they had accounting jobs and it was very stressful. So I was like the comedic relief in the office. Nice. So uh, I was the funniest very girl in the office. Yeah, I was. And there's a bunch of people that came up to me like that were like, I really love the podcast that I didn't know. I, was th- I thought that was really sweet. But um yeah when when i told them they were like okay cool they were excited for me because mm-hmm. they knew off the bat like i'm here until i cannot be here did you tell them listen i'm able to support myself with comedy now yeah i'm done with you yeah basically i, I was a little nicer than that did you but, tell them uh, go fuck off yeah i told them to fuck themselves <laughs> told them to go fuck their mother yeah no, that's a good way i was like it. oh this has been great guys but i'm done starting friday was well, like part of your mind like oh i better be really nice in case i have I to go back i know and that's very true because <laughs> right? that, that's the scary feeling of like oh shit what if i have to beg for my job back you know, the entertainment industry is not the most solid it's very true yeah totally <laughs> but so you're supporting yourself now with the podcast and comedy yep this is amazing. Touring and yeah. Congratulations. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm so excited. That's oh, really cool. I feel like a fucking big kid now. Mm-hmm. So you've been doing the podcast for what? About two and a half years? Yep. Two and a mm-hmm. half years. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. See, I do my research. You do do your Good for you. Thank you. Yes. Um, I remember when I first heard the podcast, which is called... Guys, Guys we fucked. Yeah, you The anti-slut shaming podcast. I have a lot of questions about this because it's nerve-wracking doing a very confessional podcast. I mean, mm-hmm. you kind of let everything out. Yep. Everything. Yeah. You tell all your personal stuff. Yeah. And you tell personal stuff about other people sometimes. Do you have a problem drawing the line of like, what's okay to say and what's not? Uh, yeah at the beginning i did with my boyfriend steven we mm-hmm. had a huge fight because he when we started the podcast he didn't think it was going to be he didn't think it was that good of an idea and he thought i was going to regret it and he thought i was going to be pegged as pegged <laughs> as a sex comedian like as like oh because he dated a porn star right before me and he right. saw her i mean that's way more extreme than mm. talking about sex on a podcast he was he didn't tell her she was going to regret it <laughs> She was already in it. So yeah. he was like, okay. He's like, um, just don't talk about me. Yeah. In the porn. <laughs> Screw anybody you want on screen, but just yeah. don't talk about me. And uh, saw he saw her just not be able to get out of porn ever. And she might never be able to. I don't, you know, I don't know. But uh, so he was worried about that. And then so we recorded the first five episodes and then eventually released them. And he listened to them probably a month and a half into the podcast being released. He finally listened to the podcast. And there was just a day that he texted me all day. He was furious. He goes, you told people I like getting my ass licked. You told people all day I was getting these texts. And I was like, dude, no, I can't. I can't. Please, let's have this conversation at home. I can't be doing this. It's giving me a lot of anxiety. Yeah. And then eventually, basically now the rule of thumb is I still share just as much on the podcast about him, but I run it by him first. And he always says it's fine. 
Right. And he gets why I said, he gets why I was saying the things that I said mm-hmm. about him on the podcast. It was never anything negative. It was just sexual stuff that is personal, I guess. Right. But there's he a- knew I was going to say that shit. Yeah. Just hearing it triggered him like, oh, fuck, you actually said it. Well, I, I'm trying to work this out in my head because this is also very confessional. So it's, there's stuff that's okay. Anything that's happened to me. It's your experience. It's my experience. You can own it however you want. Yeah. And, you know, when someone does something fucked up to you, to you, that's your experience. But then it's like they might not want that to be known about them. Of course. But it's okay for you to say because it's your experience. When someone does something fucked up to either of us, like Corinne and I, we usually want to talk about it with them. Mm-hmm. to them that's the best way um you mean unless the- it'll never happen like i'll never this person will never want to be in the same room with me then i'll absolutely talk about the experience i won't say their name right maybe i'll say their first name but not their last name i'm not going to do that but uh it's important to t- one thing the podcast has taught me is it's very important to talk about your experiences because it helps a lot of people mm-hmm. right so have you gotten some really bad uh repercussions of that the only the Honestly, when when my boyfriend listened to it, the first five episodes, that one day, we almost broke up. Yeah. And that's the only time. It was only a year into our relationship. That's the only time we've ever almost broke up. Was it mainly just because of stuff you were saying about him? Yeah. He was just humiliated. He was humiliated. Yeah. And I felt horrible because I thought that he knew what I said I was going to talk about our sex life and he was okay with that. Right. But hearing it, he was like, oh, maybe I'm not okay with that. And so I'm like, you need to make up your mind. Do you think he's grown from just being forced into the public eye like that? Yes. He kind of was with Stoya, his last girlfriend. That's her porn name. Uh He would go to conventions and award shows with her and stuff. And people would like come up to her and be like, I will pay you $5,000 if I could fuck you. Like as he was holding her hand. So he's people didn't know his name, but they knew like he's tagging along with her. Um, But now people know not only Steven's name, but uh, like a lot about his sex life. Right. But I mean, I could see he doesn't mind it. He kind of likes it because he sees how much it helps people. Oh, okay. You know. I mean, it's he's kind of been. It's almost like outing someone from the closet in a way. It is. It is, and you have to be so respectful with that because outing anybody, that's not. They have to do it. That's not ready. nice. But it's yeah, it's, if you get their permission, mm-hmm. which I kind of did before we started the podcast. I think just hearing it from from me on the podcast really shocked him at first. I mean, yeah. is, is it wrong to make an assumption that if someone has dated a porn star, that they're pretty much liberated sexually? They are, but that yeah. doesn't mean, and this was my mistake, that they want it talked about how often they like to get their ass licked. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Which for our listeners, can you just repeat how often your boyfriend he, likes every, to get his Every, oh, like the five times a day. It's okay. so annoying. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> no, that's a special occasion thing that I whip out. <laughs> that is an interesting thing because how does he feel about kissing you after that? Oh, he doesn't care. It's okay with them? Yeah. He doesn't, nothing grosses, nothing grosses him out. Mm-hmm. And I mean nothing. So you've kind of forced this, this thing, this thing that he likes to do. You forced it out in public. Yeah. And he wasn't, cause you know, as a guy, anything that you do, butt stuff is like, Ooh, that's gay territory. He doesn't get like that. Mm-hmm. Thank God. I would never date a guy who is afraid to, for a woman to touch his ass. Cause he thinks that's gay. I right. think that is the most immature, ignorant bullshit bullshit i've ever high five (laughs) i if i like guys are so it's so ironic because guys 
the, those those types of dudes it's like if you would be more open to that kind of thing yeah women would want you more because mm-hmm. you're not discriminating against anybody for a stupid reason i do think uh women are partially to blame because women also have the thing of like oh they lose attraction for men if really yeah i don't i like bi guys my my mm-hmm. one of my good friends boyfriend is bi i'm like you lucky bitch that's awesome mm-hmm. you could have three ways with two dudes right i don't know because you know like most guys love lesbian porn uh-huh but most women don't like gay guy on guy porn i don't mind it i think don't two guys it. banging is yeah. so it's like one of the manliest things i could think of like two dudes and they're just dicks are just like swords if you I saw- don't know i don't really watch a lot of gay <laughs> porn yeah that's how i imagine it to me if you saw i don't know if maybe you have if you saw your boyfriend with another guy I wouldn't mind that at all. He's nope. just a hundred percent straight. Mm-hmm. He's almost like bummed out. He's like, I'm sorry. I just really don't <laughs> want a guy sucking my dick. I'm like, Hey, if you don't want it, you don't want it. That's right. okay. Do you think he maybe does? And he just has that gay hang up. No, nah, we're very honest with each you other. Are. Like very honest. Would it be a turn off if you saw that? No. It'd be a turn on you. If a, he and a guy like hooked up or something. Yeah. Hell no. I would love that. That would be a turn on. It would. Yeah. If he was giving and receiving. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What if he was bottoming? I don't. Yeah. Sure. Still, still. Yeah. I'm still take, into it. It wouldn't take the masculinity out of him. No. I think a dude fucking another dude in the ass is yeah. so masculine <laughs> to me. That's so mad. What's more masculine? Two dudes going at it. Seriously. I don't think that's. Uh, yeah. It's more masculine than writing in your journal. Is it? All your, all your thoughts. I don't think that's as masculine, but that doesn't bother me either. That's you're, it's good to get your thoughts out. Well, you're a very evolved. <laughs> Thank <woman>. you. Yes, <laughs> I try to be. Um, I listened to the Artie Lang episode yesterday. Oh, yeah. That was fun. It was fun. I love him. Yeah, what a character. Um, but you talk about uh, you had a threesome. Well, no, it wasn't even a threesome. You allowed your boyfriend to be with another woman. It was a three way. Oh, you were involved. Yeah, I was involved because I had a cuckolding fetish. Uh-huh. That I never really owned up to, and I was like, "I want to see you with. I want to see my boyfriend fuck another chick in it was front a, of me." It was a fantasy that you thought of that you thought might be attractive. Yeah, that like the idea turns me on. Right, like the thinking about that turns me on, and I never really said anything about it to him. Mm-hmm. And we're just doing this podcast, Corinne and I, where we're promoting, communicating, and stuff to make your life better. And I'm like, I guess you probably should fess up to this. And then I did, and then we uh, we had a three way with a girl, and it was really fun. It was okay. It was. It was, I got what I wanted out of it, but then I... Which was what? Just the, to see to the see fantasy. him with another one. Yeah. Yeah. That really turned me on. And uh, and then we're keep we're doing it next week. Again, for a second time. <laughs> now <laughs> the same girl. Well, you're, girl. you're planning it out? It's like in mm-hmm. your calendar? We, yeah. I'm very busy and it's so <laughs> annoying. We'll, we'll take a girl out on a date and then at the end of the date, if we do, if Stephen and I are like, yeah, yeah. And she's like, yeah, I'm in. Then we're like, okay, went by your calendars. Okay, I could do the third week in April. <laughs> so like, is she a friend of yours? No, just met her online. You just met her online? Mm-hmm. And then so we meet in person to see if we vibe. Right. And then, and mm-hmm. then we schedule. <laughs> is this with like a Thrinder? Yes. It is. Okay. Yep. yep. Hooking it up. That's a, that's a thing? Yeah. Thrinder? I didn't know that. Tinder for oh, three yeah. ways. Oh, wow. And everybody on that app is just very forward thinking automatically yeah. because they're, they're advanced, not advanced sexually, but just open just open-minded yeah it's almost becoming an it looks like it's an app not just for three ways more for like kinksters too yeah which is great yeah yeah there's a lot of scenarios you can get yourself in on thrinder i'm surprised uh <laughs> fet life doesn't have its own kind of swiping app. i know they should I, get on they that. should so 
because there's a there's a a big line between fantasy and reality mm-hmm. like i think i could speak for most people where they've had fantasies and then like seeing it in real life is like whoa I don't... it's shocking yeah it's shocking and then one time when like during that three-way she this girl was really sweet not there's a lot of factors that went into it for me she and it's complicated but it's like she had to be attractive but not too attractive that i felt threatened which is stupid but that's how i felt so and she was really sweet she was kind of nerdy like a kind of one of those chicks that go to comic-con and my boyfriend's really nerdy like that so they bonded on that but i didn't give i don't give two flying fucks about that shit about comic books yeah um i'm a cartoon nerd and shit but i just did so they connected on a level but i that for me was like ugh, i don't give a fuck like it kind of was a t- little bit of a turnoff for me but uh mm-hmm. but she was super cool she's this cute little tiny asian girl did you know her beforehand no we uh, same thing we, same we thing. met her on thrinder mm-hmm. went out on a date we're like you're awesome and then we planned we planned it for like three weeks in the future <laughs> why don't you do it with her again um i wasn't the we made the mistake of having her sleep over our apartment. Oh, I know. Yeah. In, in, in the, <laughs> That's in the such bed. an obvious no-no to everybody, but I didn't know. I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, in the bed. Who? What was the order? I Who was, was in the middle? Actually, no. Stephen was in the middle. My okay. boyfriend was in the middle. I'm pretty sure. Did yeah. he have his arm around both of you? No. No, just me. But very much like, my arm's around you because right. you're my love. I'm like, <laughs> all right. I don't want to make her feel weird. But uh, should, shouldn't have slept over. Yeah. And not, not the first night. No. Yeah. And, uh... And then I don't know why I get weird when there's like when Steven's friend will be from out of town and she's he or she is like sleeping over. I just don't like other people in my house. I like feeling comfortable in my apartment. Right. So if it's like me or my roommate or Steven, uh, I'm cool. But when somebody else is, I just don't feel comfortable. I don't know why. And I want for whatever reason, I want her to get the fuck out of my house like the second we woke up and steven i didn't say that but then steven goes she was still sleeping let's order breakfast and we'll watch us being w- so sweet i'm like no i don't want to i i think i would rather her leave do you think cool. part of him was like this is perfect she's into nerdy <laughs> stuff and my girlfriend isn't it's like i have everything right now maybe and i and i, I understand if that's what he was thinking but he just wanted to be nice he's a nice person that's why I love him. But uh, I wanted her out. And he was like, no, that's rude. I'm like, that's a fucking word. I want her out. Then, right. uh, but then she stayed for breakfast. Breakfast. We watched Saturday Night Live. I always watch SNL on Sunday on Hulu. That's nope. like my Sunday tradition. Any morning action? No, because I, I didn't want that. Was all sexy, all sexuality just gone in the morning? Yes. For it me. Was. For me. Mm-hmm. I think that they would have been down. But I, I don't know why. He just wanted her out. And I, and I felt mean thinking that. Well, but... because you were the only one of uh, any threat of love. I know the woman in the relationship in a three-way is apparently I've talked about this a lot to people is like the decision maker you should be because if she's not happy and it sounds so fucking pompous and but it's kind of true because yeah Steven doesn't give a shit what like he just wants everybody to be happy and then she's just she doesn't know us very well she's his third wheel so I want she needs to feel comfortable too but it's very intricate dynamic yeah so are you into women or like a little bit. I'd say I'm like 20% by. Right. But the other girl that were the the second girl, um, we do this like six months. Every six months we do it, I feel like. But uh, <laughs> she's actually bisexual. And I like that better because I don't feel like I'm just there. Right. She's like, oh, I am attracted to you. And that that makes me feel like more wanted. <laughs> of course, because you know? that's always the threat of a three way someone not getting enough attention. Yeah. There was a point in the la- the first three way that I like called my friend because she had texted me. And I was like, and they were just going at it. In the middle and, of and it. Then, yeah. But I wanted to see them go at it. Okay. Right. And then I came, I had a vibrator and I came. And then after that, I was like, 
let's go to a diner or something. I'm not into this anymore. But they were still into it, as they should have been, because they weren't finished. And so I was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom, I guess. Uh, you guys want some water? And they, like, couldn't hear me. And so I was like, all right. Oh, no. I'm going to go call my friend Vanessa, because she just texted me, and it's, like, 2 in the morning, so maybe she's not okay. I'm going to call her. And they're still going at it. Yeah. And you didn't get insecure like, oh, my God. No, because that's what I wanted. I wanted this to happen to see that. I saw it. I got off on it. And I can't just be like, all right, guys. And that's a wrap Mm because I'm good. Like, that's not fair. (laughs) So, yeah. Okay. Let's 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 slow this down a second. Okay. Okay. Now you got on Thrinder. Mm -hmm. You're like, let's have a three way. It's your first three way together. Now, how many rules do you make before it actually happens when you meet the girl? Well, that's a discussion that we definitely had before we even made a profile on the app. Because if you don't make any rules, you should disaster. But it's so funny because the rules that we made were not af- afterwards the rules that we would have made next time. Like it just didn't even matter the things that we thought we were going to care about in the moment. We didn't care because I didn't care about penetration. Mm-hmm. I didn't care about that. Right. I didn't. Which is want... a big one for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. I just you don't know, have to use condoms and. uh and I didn't want her to go down on me or to go down on her because she wasn't really bi. So I just feel like I'd just be doing it to do it. And I don't want to do that. So, um, so yeah, I didn't want to do that. So, and I told, we told her that. And we also, um, that's really, and then the other rules, I don't know. The other sounds like you didn't have any rules. We didn't really have many (laughs) rules, but we bought Steven, like when ape shit on the let's make sure our apartment looks nice we bought new blinds we bought mm. new sheets we bought like he <laughs> was too too much too right. much which you realize afterwards so but. do you have special threesome sheets now yes we do actually <laughs> we bust them out once every six months yeah yeah we do <laughs> we went to bed bath and beyond and got some three-way sheets that's adorable and they're really comfortable you guys are turning into my favorite couple <laughs> <laughs> thanks i like us yeah I, i'm like but every once in a while we'll look at each other like we're so cool because this week is our, we're having a three-way, and then it's our five-year anniversary. And we're like, mm-hmm. we're the best. <laughs> yeah, usually couples are lame to hang out with. They isolate. Sounds like you guys oh, are opposite. Oh, I don't like doing that. Yeah. yeah. I like including everybody. Not sexually, but like, <laughs> just, you know, we like doing weird shit. H- have you had Steven on the podcast? Oh, yeah. A oh, couple okay. times. Right. The first time he was on, him and Corinne did not like each other. Mm. They just didn't thought each other was the worst was that their first meeting uh, no on the, okay. they had met before mm-hmm. um that's why and that's how they mm-hmm. grew to not like each other mm-hmm. and then so that was a very tense interview and i hate being in them i hate when two groups of people in my life don't get along yeah. i hate that but now they're like good but like, now they get along really what do you well. think it was that made them not get along steven's very pretentious with his taste okay. and corinne's very stubborn and if she feels like she's getting attitude from anybody she's very like oh well fuck you kind of thing and steven's the same way it's so just it was, they heads. It wasn't right. like a deep issue. Nah, no, I don't think so. Well, that's, well, that's good. Yeah, two people kind of closest to you in your life if they're fighting. That yeah, that can't happen. That's yeah. gotta gotta fix that. But let's get back to this threesome now. Honestly. Oh, sure, yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, logistical question. Uh-huh. If, uh huh. If Stephen is having sex with both of you, yeah. does he change condoms every time? He would have to, but he didn't have sex with her. There was okay. no penetration. I don't. It just didn't end up happening. Oh, so it's. Because they, that was interesting, and this was the interesting thing, and I started to kind of just think about sex, like, not clinically, but 
the two of them, you don't really know how people are going to be until you're naked in bed with each other, right? Yeah. So the that girl and him were were the aggress had a, a more aggressive sexual personality, I guess. Mm-hmm. So they didn't really mesh well. Like they were almost like wrestling each other. They're both kind of alpha. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm submissive, so so that I thought was funny because I wanted to see them hook up, and then when they went to do it, they were just kind of like pushing each other a little because they're both have that aggressive sexual sexual i don't know you come uh, back from the diner and they're wwf yeah yeah like all right guys go so is that something now that you address or ask for um yeah so the girl that we went on the date with for this time around she actually lost her voice she was sick like a week prior mm-hmm. to us meeting so she like completely so she was kind of talking like this so we don't i don't know what her voice sounds <laughs> like but um we kind of talked about that a little bit like it's really cool to have conversations about sexuality with a stranger you just met at a restaurant it's so liberating talking to a stranger right? it is because mm-hmm. they she was open obviously like we talked to her a little bit on the app and kind of gauge like yeah this could be cool and it's just nice even if like we decided at the end of the night that eh, we're not really feeling it but it's still nice to have yeah it's nice that people can just talk about sex just casually so, i love that do you know do you have a better idea of what you're looking for and what the ground rules are now no i just want to have the experience like it's to the point where like we're on thrinder and there'll be a couple that's like in their 50s mm-hmm. and i'm like that would be interesting just to see what someone in their 50s fucks like right you right. know yeah or like someone from another country or like i just well, i just think the experience mm-hmm. and to see how different people have sex i think that's really fascinating is steven is open to this oh yeah he yeah he's we're very equally open and do you feel like this uh threatens your relationship at all oh, it strengthens it. it strengthens it yeah i feel like when i talk we actually recorded the episode of the podcast um the night that the three-way happened, like the, the next day and we watched SNL at breakfast, she left and then I recorded the podcast and I was like crying talking about it at the end a little bit. Cause not it really, the already podcast that I listened to. No, no, okay. no. Um, uh, this, I forget which episode it ended up being on, but, uh, but yeah, it brought us closer together. I was like, I love you so much more. Can you see it going the other way where it can tear people apart? Like say you say he was doing something with her and it was just this horrifying image to you mm-hmm. and you couldn't get that moment out. Well, that kind of happened. Like she had this crazy move when she was sucking his dick. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, that's a new one. I haven't seen that. And he really liked it. And like the, like, the first thing I said after she left was like, does she suck your dick better than me? Right. But the H- thing, Have you tried that move since? Oh, yeah. I'm and not going to not use it now. Are it's you, a good are move. Are you as good as she was? Is he like yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying. You um, felt like she upstaged you for a second? A little bit, yeah. yeah. But that's okay. That's the, that's the I think that's the key to not getting, to not letting it ruin the relationship because you can't have a three-way to fix your relationship your relationship has to be super solid right. before doing that yeah and um that would be a crazy hell mary pass oh <laughs> hell yeah that yeah. would not fix anything no um but it's okay to get jealous like it's normal and you'll get over it and mm-hmm. it's not a big deal that's what you have to realize did you feel jealousy yeah absolutely during that instance and i talked to him about it and then i was like that's silly Mm-hmm. Silly, right? Because it, oh, it also makes sense. It's natural. It's okay, and it goes away. It'll be interesting to see if if you're getting together with the woman, mm-hmm. if he feels any jealousy. I know it's a different. He will gender. if it's yeah. a guy. Because I asked him, I'm like, I want to do a three way with a couple, or three way, a four way with a couple, or three way with another guy. He said he would. He, he just would, doesn't huh? want to be sexual with the guy because he's not bi. And uh, well, hey, once he would get. Je- I asked him. I was like, Would you get jealous with another guy like fucking me? He goes, Absolutely. Mm. But that's okay. That doesn't mean we don't want to do it. You don't feel like it's a uh, double standard at all? No. 
because I got jealous. I got a little jealous, and he might get a little jealous. And women keeps you on your toes. The, je- like the jealousy is good, you think? Yeah, we've been together for five years. Like, I want to see him flirt with another girl at a party because I want to know he's still fucking got it. Right, that's hot for me. Right, but you don't. But you don't. You don't mind if he sleeps with her. It's like there's not a, really a limit. No, I mean the only thing we've ever done sexually with another person involved is that one three way. Okay, it's the only time we've. It's not like it's not an open relationship. I I could possibly see it going that way, but he said he can't. Which is fine. Mm, dude, that's interesting. There is like a double, it's not even a double standard, but it seems like that's the way it is. Women's sexuality is much more fluid. Yes, for and sure. And men just like, no, don't come near me if, with that oh, sword. Yes, which is bullshit. <laughs> and, I, and I've talked to a lot of guys about it. And it's, we've, women are so much more willing to satisfy their partner by engaging in a same sex thing. Or like with a, having another woman, they don't care just because they're not bisexual or gay doesn't mean they don't mind. They enjoy the pleasure of yeah, their yeah. Women and are so, so the much guy, better. I agree, but <laughs> um, but but the guy and I remember I was talking to a couple about it on the pod. Like we did this bonus episode in Los Angeles, and a couple was telling me about their three way story, and I was like. He said, I wouldn't want to have a three with another guy, and I was like, Why? Because you don't want your girlfriend to experience another dick, and he goes. Yeah, basically. I'm like, that's not fair. Right. She's willing to have you experience another vagina. Who cares? Why? What are you so freaked out about? That you'll like his better? Yeah. Well, it's okay. Like, There's the insecurity. But to play devil's advocate, there's also mm-hmm. like traditionally and maybe statistically, women have sex and they get more emotionally attached See, than I think men. It's, I think guys get more emotionally attached from what I've... You from do? guys that I've talked to... Mm-hmm. I've kind of started to observe that I think guys get hooked faster, but I might be wrong because I thought it was the opposite my whole life. And then some guys that I talked to, like, oh yeah, I fall in love with every girl I've slept yeah, with. Yeah, I think I think girls are just more used to and more comfortable expressing it, and, and or yeah, e- even just being aware of it themselves. Yeah, or girls put up a, a mm-hmm. boundary, a guard, mm-hmm. and they don't allow themselves to get attached. It could be changing too in society because yeah. they're like, I'm a feminine, I'm a woman who does what I want. I'll have sex with whatever, and they put their guard up so they can, and then the guy doesn't put his guard up, and then he falls for. Which traditionally, or at least up until recently, it was the exact opposite, where right. guys totally were guarded and like, yeah. I'm just a fucking machine and I don't love you. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Basically. <laughs> yeah. It's so, there's a cultural uh, shift happening. Yeah. And cool. your podcast could be a part of it. Thanks. I feel like Girls, the show Girls, is kind of doing that. I love that show. Making it okay for women to have I, a sex drive. Yes. And and also, the, the I love about Girls is, and I love when um, people, not just dudes, but men and women, like freak out over Lena Dunham being naked on camera. And it's mm. like, oh my God, just because a woman's naked on television doesn't mean it has to be sexual. Right. She can just be changing. I feel it within myself. Sometimes I'm like, oh, put your clothes on. And then I'm like, why am I getting so upset about it? Because you're fucking brainwashed and all the women you see totally. naked on television are stunning in, in the eyes of whatever society like you want to cater to. But I, uh, And it's like, oh, she's taking, she's supposed to be sexy. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's a different form of... Right. It's, she yeah. can just be naked. Like, that's okay. Like, dudes are just naked. Seth Rogen's been naked in movies. Right. You've seen his ass, and that's not fucking hot to me at all. But I'm not like, what's he doing on my television screen? Well, it kind of ties into what you're saying about jealousy. Like, when you feel that discomfort, mm-hmm. a lot of times discomfort is growth. Mm-hmm. It should be. Yeah, absolutely. If you're forward thinking and you can grow from it yeah i'm trying to nlp my brain to do that like anytime i feel discomfort oh that's not discomfort that's growth yeah good. that's good 
anytime like I do a project or agree to do something and I and I get up and I have to go to it and I don't want to and I just want to cancel so bad, mm. that's how I know I have to do it because it's going to be like better than I think. Right. Anytime I get that dread feeling, it yeah. winds up being a great thing. So you have to push yourself to M- do most it. Most things are better than you think, or at least not a big deal, even right. if it's bad. Right. Exactly. Because you can still go home afterwards. Yeah. yeah. And I've proven myself wrong so many yeah. times when I wake up like, oh, I want to cancel, but I, mm-hmm. and I never do. And I fucking don't regret it at all. Are you retranslating your brain to uh trying? Yeah. So when's this next threesome happening? <laughs> In a couple weeks. A couple weeks? Yeah. A um, week. Do you, a week you, or two. I forget. <laughs> have you have you met her yet? Yeah, we met her. She's super sweet. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Bye. You're not threatened at all? No. Do you think it's going to be different than the last one now that yes. you have experience? Yes, because she's actually bisexual. Mm-hmm. So that'll be more fun for me, I think. Mm-hmm. Do you think uh, Steven will get jealous? No. I don't think so. I mean, maybe, but even if he did, I'm not scared of that at all. Cause, and he isn't either. Like, it's it'll be okay. We'll just talk it out. Hopefully he's taking notes in the same way you were. Exactly. Yeah. You're like, oh. Pick you can some, only learn and grow. That's how you shit. do it. Right, right. <laughs> that's what a girl likes. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because, um, I mean, he's not worried about you lo- leaving him for a woman. No. Not at all. I would never do that. I'm not interested in women like right. that. Right. Yeah. And you have no fear of him. No. Yeah. I just don't. It's weird. And that's why whenever I have friends that are like, trying to get he's got to propose to me i'm gonna give him a week to propose or a month to pro- i'm like i don't worry about that shit at all because i'm so confident in the relationship that i'm like it's gonna happen i don't care when it happens it doesn't matter because i feel it it's just very solid mm-hmm. even if we never get married i'm as long as he doesn't propose to you during a threesome that could be awkward <laughs> that would suck yeah. so hard i'd be like fuck you he pulls the ring out of her vagina <laughs> like, here honey <laughs> We do have this idea that we want to like make our wedding one giant joke, like inside joke, like a sweet, not making fun of marriage, but like a sweet inside joke. Mm, yeah. So just have all the, the vows be just stand up and have a stand up officiate. Like, I think that'd be so fun. And just have a fucking party. That sounds really fun. You could do it kind of like a roast, but like a. Yeah. 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 I think it'd be so fun. That sounds really interesting. <laughs> so, okay. What you're doing is and you're talking about all this stuff on your podcast. I mean, have your parents listened? No, they will never listen. They don't know what it's called. They know I have a podcast and it's bringing me lots of success. Mm-hmm. They don't really know what a podcast is though, so it's easy to keep that they don't google me. We already had a fight about that years ago. You told them not to. You asked yeah, them not to. Yeah, this was before the podcast cuz my mom didn't like a joke she found of me on you uh, like a YouTube joke I did. Right. So are are they like, not friends of yours on Facebook or I blocked my mom on Facebook really? years ago cuz mm. we we're like, you know what? It's going to be better this way. Yeah. And they're okay with that. Yeah. Okay, because don't you think like you're their daughter? They love you. They want to know everything about you. And, and I keep them in the know. I they know it's about sex. They know we interview guys. I say we've dated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have one night stands though, so technically that is true. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, and they know it's about sex. And because of the podcast, like my mom's, my mom opened up to me about her past and and getting sexually assaulted by the dad of the family she babysat for when she was 13. Wow. Never knew that about her. And that informs me a lot as to why she had this 
scared attitude about me and sex. Like she right. just thought it was the end of the world when I started to have sex and I had no idea why. And now I do. So it brought you closer together. Yeah. Ultimately. It did. Very close. Do very you, close. Would you like to be in a place at some point when your mom can listen to it? Maybe even have her as a guest on? I or? would like to have her as a guest. Yeah. I think she should know what the podcast is called though before yeah. she, she is a guest. Cause yeah. that, I don't want to, that's kind of rude. I, mm. I don't want her to be a part of something that I don't How know. How could she not she's know? So, what she's kind of prudish she with her language. And like when I was a kid, she wouldn't let me say fart. I had to say toot. She thought fart was a curse word. Is she religious? No, not at all. Not even an ounce. Not anti, but just n there was no religion in my household, You're which lucky. I, I loved. <laughs> oh, I feel very, I feel very blessed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, uh, but now she curses and she, she's been through, she's had like 87,000 surgeries and medical mm. problems and stuff. And she has a sense of humor about that now because you have no other choice. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. So I want to interview her on the podcast really bad because she has bipolar disorder and, and stuff that, and all this kind of, all kinds of stuff. So, but I guess I should probably tell her what it's called before I. At least when she's on the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. But, well, so we did a TED Talk, and uh, she didn't know what that what a TED Talk was, neither did my dad, but they were like, okay, cool. That's yeah. like a perfect thing to tell your parents. You're right. Doing, yeah. And, uh, but so I showed her this, like, placard that was made, like a sign, and it was like a cartoon outline of my face, and it said mm -hmm. Christina, and then it said, guys, we F, start, 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 K, E, D, or whatever. And, uh, and I showed it to her when I was at home last. I was like, oh, this is so cool, isn't it? She goes, oh, wow. Oh, what's that? And I, I didn't realize that the title was on there. I was like, oh, that's nothing. Huh? Mm -hmm. And she was like, that's, whoa. <laughs> guys, you French toasted? <laughs> <laughs> what? She's not naive. She just wants to think that I'm a three-year-old in a tutu right. still. Yeah, I think parents, it seems to me, parents never see their child as an adult my dad does my he dad does. has no problem with it if i told my dad the name of the podcast he'd probably think it's hilarious he's never listened either no do you we, think they're telling you the truth with that yes i know they are because mm -hmm. they know they would act differently if they listened right corinne's mom and my boyfriend are the number one fans of the podcast corinne's they mom is? yeah corinne's mom loves it she must be cool and that's she's very cool yeah. and steven's family listens to it he loves it they oh love my it God. yeah they're fucking awesome people and they're, that's totally fine. Totally so they know fine. about the threesome? They, um, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> well, I assume they, they know what his ex did for a living. Too, they did. They so, met her. They so. did not like her. Right. Her mo His mom like really did not like Stoya. I, and, I uh, can understand why. She's not bad. I mean, I just met her the other week again for, to talk about a project. And she's sweet. She's just I'm sure she is. But I think just a, a parent yeah, being like, your exactly. girlfriend is a porn actress. Right, like, right. Like that. Nah, makes sense that yeah. they would be like weird about it. Yeah. But yeah. I forget not everybody's like so this you, liberal crazy. Like, you, by comparison, is... <laughs> right. you know, you, you, I, I kill it with the parents, yeah. too. Meeting the parents is like my forte. Yeah. And uh, and I was like, this is going to be way easy because the girlfriend he last had, they didn't like. Well, I feel like, I mean, judging a porn star isn't particularly cool, but maybe the parents like, oh, going to catch some disease. I don't want my son catching yeah. a disease. Yeah, when parents are protecting their kid or, or thinking in that way, I think that they it's easier to think like kind of ignorant thoughts mm -hmm. because you're thinking from the protection of your child. Right. So they feel justified in that. And I, I mean, it makes sense. It's just porn stars get tested for STDs so much more often than the normal person. Makes sense. Yeah. Even though they're actually cleaner than most people, which <laughs> is... Though it does take a month for some stuff to show up. Yeah, but she got three-day testing because she was, she was up there in the ranks. Yeah. One of my favorite part of uh, your podcast is when you read emails and give advice. 
Oh, cool. Yeah, I, re- I like that part too. Yeah, because I really like uh, Savage Love Podcast too. I, I was just listening to that on the way here, this I, week's episode. I, I've always loved advice columns like yeah. Ann Landers and Dear Abby and all da- that stuff. Dan, Dan Savage gives good advice. I almost always agree with him. Me too. And he oh, sometimes I'm like, what is he going to say to this? Yeah. I don't even know how I would answer this. And then he just comes out with this fucking perfect answer. Do you enjoy that part of your podcast? Yes, I do. Because Corinne and I have come from very different perspectives. So we obviously a lot of times have opposite advice. Yeah. Yeah. Which can be confusing to people, but whatever. Like, this is what I think. This is what she thinks. So do whatever. But that's kind of interesting for the person to get two different perspectives. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Ultimately, the person is going to do what they want to do. Exactly. So might, might as well get a couple of different options. Yeah. And Dan Savage always yeah. says, like, you're only qualified to give advice if someone asks you for advice. Mm-hmm. That's right. how you know you're qualified to give it is if someone asks you. So I think more so with Corinne and I, like I come at it from a totally different perspective than she has. So we mm-hmm. add two different things to the. Well, because she's been single for a few years. She now is a yeah. She has a boyfriend now. Yeah, ha- yeah. That's gonna change things, right? Yeah. Well, he's got to be ready and prepared to deal with his. He is. He's a cool dude. Yeah. I've met him. He's really cool. He's okay with everything being kind of public. Yeah, he's a comic too. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. That's good. Jackpot. How did it start with the whole advice thing in your podcast? people started emailing us. They just started emailing you questions. At first, they were commenting on our SoundCloud page, asking mm-hmm. us questions, and then we started to read them. Right. And we're like, you guys can email us if you want. Here's our email address. And now we just get like inundated all day with emails. Here's an idea. What if you break off and have another podcast that's just advice? We, yeah, I mean... I mean, it would be we probably hard. Probably won't, but yeah, it's we want to get to as many emails as we can. Like, like this week we read two, mm-hmm. and they were like really interesting ones. Like, I I fucked my wife's sister. What do I do? <laughs> you know, Ooh, fuck yeah. her again. What do you? <laughs> so someone wrote you saying they fucked their wife's sister. Mm-hmm. What do you say to that? Well, you fucked up. Yes. You did something stupid. You could have had the willpower not to do it. And you chose to do it. And there were some circumstances that were very specific mm-hmm. that were unique, I think, in his situation. But uh, it, he basically was like, I can't live with this guilt. I'm like, and I thought he should tell his wife right away. And that's going to probably destroy the family. Yeah. But if he can't live with the guilt, then it's like if you fuck a stranger at a bar, that's completely different. I think you can get away with not ever bringing that up ever again. and Just keep that for yourself. I right. think that's okay. But um but this, gu- this guilt's a lot. Yeah. So but, I think he should tell, and then Corinne doesn't. Corinne said, you, unless you want to destroy your marriage and that person's family, then mm-hmm. don't say anything. I'm going to take Corinne's side on this. Yeah. Because even though the guilt might be too much for him, that's a selfish move. He, he has to get the guilt off his chest. It's really a selfish move. Oh, I'm going to destroy. But if my if my husband fucked my sibling, mm-hmm. I would ne- I would feel disgusted that I that I didn't know. Like, and he told me the next day, I would have felt disgusted for like 24 hours that I didn't know. I agree with you. I, I just yeah. But what if you never found out? Ignorance is bliss, and I would have never found out. That's what I'm saying. I just think it's impossible when she's at every holiday. She's at Thanksgiving. She's at Christmas. She's at every when when her his wife's parents die. She's gonna be at the funeral. Like, I don't know. I just think he sounded so he felt so guilty about it. But there's also that possibility because the wife was very like, if I ever die, you should date marry my sister. And oh. they she encouraged his, her husband to like go on <clears throat> dates with her sister when she's working. So there is also the possibility that she doesn't won't care. 
Right. But he should have cleared that first. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He don't fuck up. It's also like you say, like, if he doesn't tell, he's going to have a good marriage. But probably not. He's not going to be the man that he can be if he's he's just filled with this guilt. And I think he's going to take it out on his wife, which is not fair. Because when people have this guilt or then eventually they'll build up a resentment and then they'll start getting mad at the person that they hurt. But the person doesn't know about it yet. Mm -hmm. And that's not fucking fair. Well, the way I see it, he, he could either deal with his own guilt and like go to lots of therapy or he could make himself feel better and relieve his guilt and just destroy her and her family and her marriage and move on and then everybody moves on i don't know would i want to be with someone who fucked my sister i don't know probably not it's almost like he's holding a live grenade and he could either like take it and let it explode on his chest Uh or he could be like here's the grenade right just blow up your family and your marriage i can brush things under the rug i can brush a lot of things under the rug and pretend it didn't happen but something like that i it would eat me alive yeah. i personally cannot do that i could never look him in the eye my boyfriend in the eye knowing i fucked his brother do you think you can maybe i don't even it's so hard i don't think i could either but if i went through tons <laughs> of therapy and like compartmentalized Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I do. Because everyone handles guilt differently. Yeah, because I feel like I would be like, oh, I'd rather deal with this guilt myself than yeah. to ruin her. So how is she going to trust any guy again after that? You could. I've been cheated on many times. Mm-hmm. You can trust. You can trust again. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely can. How's she gonna trust her sister? Or even look at her sister. I don't sister? know about that. They gotta have a long ass talk. I she mean, it's family no- though. It's her family. So maybe, maybe they could figure out a way to. That it's okay. I mean, he did. There was a lot of suggestive things on the wife's end towards the husband and the sister-in-law, which was a little weird, I thought. Yeah, the whole family. So that's why maybe the wife won't care. Do you ever ever get any feedback after you gave people advice of how it worked out? We probably do, but we get so many emails that I can't. So the one, actually with this one, with that, with the wife one, we said on the podcast, like, email us and tell us what happens. Please. Because we really want to know. Because I would want closure with all these stories. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them, they've given us feedback after advice. And then, yeah. Um, And it usually goes well. Like the one, I remember one girl, her boyfriend just made her feel like a piece of shit about herself. And we're like, leave, idiot. Like, fucking leave. I get why it's hard and you could be manipulated and you're, he's grooming, whatever the fuck. But who cares? Leave. You have to leave. You're going to be, you're going to be emailing us until you leave him. And she left him and she was really happy. Yeah. And why would he want to be with someone that he didn't think so highly of anyway? Exactly. And he's got his own fucking problems. He probably moves on to the next insecure girl that he can do that to. Because that's all he deserves. Yeah. I mean, he he deserves to love himself. Right. More than he does. Sounds like his own issue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I would love it to be an advice columnist. It's fun. <laughs> it sounds Because so you fun. just approach it from logic. Mm-hmm. And, and with a sense of empathy for everybody. Try to. Do you ever ask them to email their phone number so you can call them? No, but if we have questions, we email them back mm-hmm. before we read the letter. Because sometimes, you know, you get an email, you're like, oh, I need more detail. Yeah, I wish and I we'll call. ask questions. Yeah. Right. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. 
Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Yeah. That sounds so fun. I want to talk to, though, like uh, a lot of times we've asked for this, like we talk about sexual assault a lot. I want to hear from a guy who has sexually assaulted a woman. Why did that happen? Oh. That's why I'm, a guy who beat up his girlfriend. I want to I want you to write us because I know they listen mm-hmm. and they have. They, they've written you. Mm-hmm. And you one guy who like beat his girlfriend. Yeah. Why? Um, because he felt so much guilt and shame about it and he's kind of moved past that part of his life and he said that his mother was a horrible person to him and like growing up and was manipulative and he kind of shaped his views on women and I kind of had that theory but I don't know like you don't know until so and that's only one guy who does it who's right. had it sharing his experience but that's valuable to me hearing from that perspective yeah you were curious why a guy would beat yeah. someone or that. a rapist I want to talk to a rapist on the podcast so fucking bad mm-hmm. it would be very difficult to do do that but i want to preferably yeah. one is in jail who can say whatever he wants and it doesn't matter you know? i mean or someone that's n- not in jail then they just basically confess to you <laughs> i mean if they want to but i just i just want to i don't we talked to the we've talked to so many men and women who've been raped like that's mm-hmm. the most common email if you look if you type the word rape or molested in our inbox you'll get hundreds and thousands of emails like wow so it's happened to so many people and they've never told anybody which I didn't that I didn't know was so prevalent. Oh, I've noticed this from from social media. Like people are going to social media often before they even go into the police, or they're not yeah. even going to the police. Yeah, and it's like, all right, because you <clears> accuse <throat> someone on Facebook, that's not a legal legal claim. You're just publicly no. shaming them. Yeah, are you talking about like Beth Stelling's thing? <clears throat> that was one of them. Um, that yeah, I it's hard for me to speak to that because that's never happened to me, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's good. I think what it, one thing it does, sharing her experience, like Wendy Starling came on, who's a comedian who I, I know, post, Wendy. and yeah. she was raped, and she talked about the time she was, and she was very, it was a very common scenario. It was her best, fr- one of her best friend's weddings, and her friend's cousin raped her at, at that the night. wedding. Mm-hmm. At that night, uh, two guys raped her. Wow. She woke up. She woke up with two people like trying to fuck her, and then she remembered saying no, and she passed out again. Mm-hmm. It's very, very common, and so, you know. But after after any time we have a guest on that's been through something really traumatic and, and horrible, but they kind of they talk about it in a way that's just matter of fact, like this is something that happened to me. It doesn't define who I am. Right. We get emails from people saying, thank you so much. Or I was I was like on the verge of suicide because I was raped. And I've never told anybody and I'm humiliated and I live every day feeling like a rape victim and hearing Wendy talk about this is like almost saved my life. So in that respect, she probably gave a lot of women the courage to get out of an abusive relationship. Yeah. So it could be tacky to some people, and that's okay if you think it's tacky and or attention seeking, whatever the fuck. But I, I know for a fact that that definitely has helped some people. I understand. So it's done more to help other women. I think so, or men. I mean, men get 
it's I think I, rare. I, I, think, but I think also the justice system is so messed up and complicated yeah. that sometimes it's like I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to be on trial and be accused That's why no of, of being a liar. Shit about or, Cosby. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's just you, you know what I'm not going to be able to press charges or convict this person. I might as well share. With, with other yeah. people help exactly. myself and help others yeah, along that's, the way I, yeah a lot of people do it that mm -hmm. way because they don't want to have to deal look that person in the eye for however long a trial takes and they might get off yeah, as well exactly so they might go through all of that yeah. spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to, to have a defense team and then they don't get anything right so you're, you're basically you're bypassing the law and just screwing up the guy's life yeah like the guy that Beth uh, Stelling accused. Yeah, she named him, right? Or no, she, she didn't, didn't name, name him, him, but then it came, came out eventually. Which I was confused about. Why come forward and not name him? I think that's the purposes of not ruining his life, but saying, hey, this was something that happened to me and I didn't have the courage to get out. But if you're experiencing the situation, like, trust me, get out. I did and I feel amazing. I'm doing great. I was so relieved when someone finally named him. Yeah, I know. I yeah. know, isn't that weird? I wanted it, the first thing I was like, "Who fuck is ho, it?" Ho, ho, and I yeah. didn't know what is. I had never heard of him before. Yeah, but I went to his page and yeah. It didn't oh, so did I. Oh, of course. I like went through all of his pictures because I wanted to judge him. Like that piece of shit. He totally looked the part too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I gotta say. It's like, dude, if you're being accused on, of rape on social media, yeah. don't make a picture of you public with you holding a bat. Yeah. Right? He had like all these like violent pictures of him. Gary's advice to rapists. <laughs> don't do pictures with yourself holding weapons, man. Trust me. Maybe you with Disney characters <laughs> and like impulsive situations. Yeah. Wow. So this is intense. So your, your podcast, like it's really making a difference in people's lives. Yeah, that's yeah. well. That's a very it was a very unexpected mm -hmm. result of how, it. How did the audience grow? Because I remember, I remember um, you guys when we were both like involved with stand up New York and stuff. Oh yeah, and because um, I, so I remember when I first heard your podcast, me being such an audio nerd, I was like, it needs audio help, and I like. <laughs> I like helped the audio a little bit. Remember oh, that? No, I don't. Remember. Was that at Stand Up New York? At Stand Up New York. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some, some of the they had like interns recording for us that didn't exactly know. No. I mean, I don't know either. So all I all I did clueless. all I did was make a template, and I was like, here it is. Just when you mix it down, just do that. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. But um, how does like did Stand Up New York really help it grow? Being on the, with yeah, them. Yeah, I mean they um they like how how did you grow your audience? Was there a magic? Um, well, the, we got press within the first week of releasing it from the Daily Beast, and every time we get a press piece, all the press has been organic. Mm -hmm. they, they've approached us. In nice. this the very first case, the guy Rich was a friend of Corinne's and heard about the idea and was like, "I'd like to interview you guys. I think it's an interesting idea." So then, mm -hmm. it, that that's a huge press because when people see the name "Guys We Fucked," they're right. like, "I at least want to check it out." Yeah, and then they're rarely disappointed, and they don't, and their their expectations are not are not exceeded but it, they think it's going to be one thing and it turns out to be something totally different than what they think which i love i love when it surprises people right they probably think they it's thought gonna... it was going to be stupid and shock value right yeah. and then they they listen they're like oh it's more highbrow than we thought yeah exactly and uh getting the name out there friends tell like all the listeners tell like 10 people tell 10 people tell 10 people and i think mm -hmm. that domino effect and then all the press we've gotten and stand up new york like they'll have like on their soundcloud accounts like they had race wars for example which is a popular podcast mm -hmm. and yeah. then they like kind of like a retweet on soundcloud would share our episode and then that so that put it in front of people's faces for sure so mm -hmm. that helped right Absolutely. so every little bit helps and just the consistency yeah. of keep doing it consistency and then yeah every every little tiny piece of press or retweet or anything like it adds up i love how apple apple itunes wouldn't let them upload yeah, it. <laughs> they yeah. Wouldn't and they wouldn't it. tell us why 
It was because of the F word, right? I guess, yeah. And then and then we put it on with the with the bleep on a network on an iTunes podcast network, another one. Mm-hmm. And then we're when we left Stand Up New York Labs, they basically presented um, a contract to us. The owner of Stand Up New York, Donnie, is uh, doesn't know what he's doing uh, with comedy. He doesn't know anything about comedy, to be mm-hmm. honest. Uh-huh. And uh, he basically presented us with this contract that said, um, based off of it, we own a portion of anything you do based off of the success of this podcast and we're like oh fuck you and fuck no we're not signing that well that's kind of vague anyway it's, yeah exactly and i'm like and corinne i remember corinne was like you wouldn't have somebody do stand up on your stage for a night and say we own that material because you did it on our stage you just would never do that and how do you judge what's what came from the podcast and what didn't and luckily we fucking cut ties with them because a lot of shit has come from the podcast that, yeah that, and they we i would the only person though because i think i thought it was such a cool podcast network stand up new york like a vibe there was fucking awesome i was so disappointed in yeah. that, that guy that was he was the only dude that was fucking it up for everybody well i but. don't we we got uh hooked up with a host that's hosting this podcast mm-hmm. a cast and uh the one thing when they sent the contract i was like all right they can't own any of the episodes right so you, once it's your content it's your intellectual property that freaks me out because yeah. then once someone owns the content they could do whatever they want i with know it. and so we we had lawyers come back our lawyer saw the contract and he was like you should just leave this network this is ridiculous i'm like well can we try to negotiate here isn't that the point right. and he came back and then yeah they they wouldn't let that the donnie wouldn't let that one slide so you tried to negotiate with them? We tried, yeah, because I really liked Stand Up New York Labs. That was an awesome. The vibe was cool. Like John Fadigate, like all those dudes were mm-hmm. cool. The studio, yeah, the people was, in and out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was really neat. It was really fun. He's Donnie's just a shithead. So they wanted like a percentage of every income or anything? Yeah, that, so if we do a TV show or a book, he gets insane. part of that. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Has, that's why I'm saying he doesn't know anything about comedy. But did anyone else? No one else would sign that contract. They have no. a lot of podcasts. Uh, but the thing is, our podcast got really successful, and we didn't. We didn't. They didn't even give us a contract until six months into doing the podcast, and it was already pretty successful at that point. Right. So I don't know. I don't know what he gave to other people, but mm-hmm. uh, maybe he gave. I don't know. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that would it be made like. Me laugh. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of that's even worse than like you do a show somewhere and they want a cut of your merchandise. Right, yeah. right, right. Screw that. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? Seriously. But it's taught me to stand up for myself, which is a very valuable lesson. So I'm glad it happened. And also, you know, when someone approaches you with a contract, you can negotiate. You don't have to be like, Absolutely. no, screw you. That's of horrible. Of course, yeah. I think, I think artists get intimidated, though. But like, okay, whatever. I don't know anything about it. Because it's overwhelming. Yeah. It's overwhelming because I don't know how to negotiate. But that's... It, it, as well as just the feeling of like being accepted. Like this person just wants to sign me to something. Like, yeah. yes, yes. And that's, you know, so many artists over the years have been screwed over. Yep. So terribly that way. Yeah. yeah. You, well, you can't be over eager with that stuff yeah. i know and corinne's taught me that corinne's so good at like being almost overly cautious mm-hmm. and because uh, i'm like glass she's glass half empty i'm glass like overflowing <laughs> you <laughs> you're know? the optimist very much yeah and, but but it's a good balance because sometimes we'll be in a meeting or something i'm like corinne just fucking smile can you fucking smile and then there's sometimes i'll like say yeah we should agree to this and then she points out like how it's basically a trick i'm like oh fuck right good point <laughs> well that's kind of like me and matt's dynamic like i just keep filling filling up our glass with water and yeah. just keeps poking holes in yeah. it and it just drains all <laughs> but over it's a good dynamic and it's interesting it's an interesting dynamic and it's good for business i think yeah so what's next you, oh. you're, you're growing the podcast you've got yeah. all this free time so much free time you're a full-time a lot of projects so do you call yourself a full-time comedian a full- yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, because I'm doing like I'm writing a bunch of articles for Glamour magazine. They mm-hmm. have me just writing writing articles for them. About what? What kind of? Articles? Um, I have one coming out about sex toys. Okay. I've right. a lot of experience with them, and like I've been to the ER twice because of them, and oh, so I feel ooh. like I have some some two cents to offer. You hurt yourself with a sex toy? Yeah. Butt stuff? Well, um, I didn't know I had ovarian cysts, and this one dildo my boyfriend got me for Christmas. Like, we used it, and then 3 a.m. that night, I woke up in the middle of the night and was in the worst pain I've ever been in my life. And it, so you were saved. Cysts burst. You were saved by a dildo, basically. Well, it would have, yeah, I don't, whether it might not have burst, because sometimes a lot of women have cysts and they just like go away. Okay. They don't have to burst. They're not always cancerous. Oh, no, cysts aren't cancerous. The, okay. These these aren't cancerous at all. But, good, um, good. I'm glad to hear that. But then I had to get surgery because the doctor was like, do you have endometriosis? And I don't, which is exciting because that sucks. <laughs> um, just the word, I don't even know what it means, but it does not sound it's good. It's just, yeah, cystic ovaries and a lot of pain every month. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I've been in the year a couple of times for that. But uh, yeah, so I wrote one about sex toys. You never and got- guys and sex toys. Right, because now you're you're considered an expert in this kind of stuff. I'm definitely not an expert in anything, and yeah. I, I make that very clear. Because mm-hmm. in the beginning, I'm like, I don't have like a dedicated room to sex toys whatsoever. I got a dedicated drawer, so that's like average. I, I, I kind of like. No one's an expert in anything. Exactly. You know, no just, one knows shit about shit. No one knows shit about shit. And just, just, yeah. Some people are just really confident. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. I how, try not to be incorrect when I, like, I don't want to like pretend to know a fact. If mm-hmm. I don't know it, I'm not going to say it, but uh, everyone has their slivers yeah, of knowledge. It, I don't want to talk about the election, but it's one thing I'm learning is that... You don't? Why? <laughs> no one ever talks about it. Confidence yeah. rules. People just like... Trump they're confident. Yeah. That's yep. what I'm learning from this whole thing. Like, it's just no matter what you say, if you say it with total confidence, people are on board. Yep. They feel safe. Uh, you know who what you're thinks, doing. Who do you think is creepier the way they, the way they talk? Cruz or Trump? Cruz is creepy. Yeah, I, I think like, Cruz is creepy as yeah. fuck. He's so creepy. But when I listen to Donald Trump, I'm like, yeah, I'm on board. And then it's like, ah, oh, I hate myself. Dude, Why am I? The other day he said Planned Parenthood does great things for women other than provide abortions. And I was like, fucking yeah, you're right. Actually, <laughs> if, fuck you. If Steve, so waiting for a Republican to say that. Right, right. If Stephen said, I will have sex with one man, but it's got to be Trump or Cruz, you choose. <laughs> no, no, I choose. Bye bye. <laughs> he would never he's so i did the huckabee show once it was my first time like ever on national television on fox news oh, I was just, God. ryan reese uh had been writing for them and i was just in, in a sketch and he Stephen wouldn't talk to me after that and i was like i was just excited to get this was years ago and i was yeah. just like and my dad's a conservative republican and I, this is one thing i could tell him that i was doing mm. that he was going to be proud of um because he doesn't <laughs> share my work with other people right because he's embarrassed he's just like my daughter's a sex thing and he's not gonna do that so uh which i completely understand and i'm okay with but, but he's, this, pr- he's proud of you he though. was proud of he's proud of me regardless but right. this was something that he could like brag about and i was really excited about that i didn't really tell anybody else but steven we go i remember we saw louis ck that night at the garden and uh and it was a fight <laughs> Because mm. he's so liberal that he was, he was like, "You're working for the enemy for free." I'm like, "Yeah," but I was on TV and I was really excited. It was like five lines, right? And at some point, you just got to take what you can get. For- yeah, I get his feelings towards it, but not so cut and dry. Because like what? Because you're providing content for a show that yeah, he's- and for free. I did it for free. I did right. not get paid, mm-hmm. but I was just excited to have the experience of. Doing hair, doing makeup, getting mic'd, and then doing like being on live television. I thought that was really like if I'm yeah. gonna do it and I'm gonna fuck it up, might as well fuck it up on Fox News. 
Yeah, I'm learn learn with the bastards. Yeah. Who cares? I'll experiment with them. If only Mike Huckabee heard your podcast. You know, he came <laughs> down to talk to me after we, we filmed our portion. He was like, young lady, you are very funny. And oh. I was like, ah, fuck. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> oh, my God. You should have him on your podcast. I think he is one of the worst. He is. <laughs> but I would love to talk to him just because I think he's the worst. I mean, that makes me want to talk to him more. Yeah, well, he's like extremely old school. His fucking religious beliefs are yeah. the worst. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, a lot has been said, yeah, that's for we've, sure. We've covered a lot. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. good. This is good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Making you blush with all the sex. Oh, some of it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Matt tried to switch the topic from this threesome. <laughs> oh, just keeping moving things along, you know. <laughs> Matt can be a bit of a prude. That's okay. I, I, uh, I wouldn't consider myself a prude. Or just people, yeah. most people should not be com this comfortable mm. talking about it on a microphone, I feel like. You think? I wouldn't recommend it, because mm -hmm. it, then it puts you out there. My, you my mom does follow me on Facebook. Okay. And she does comment whether or not huh? on, on the, the timeline, like she'll, she'll text or call me and she'll be like, who's this guys we fucked lady? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, does your mom listen? She doesn't listen because she doesn't really understand podcasts, but she does understand you know, Facebook you, and she yeah. will, you know, we'll take a picture afterwards. Right. And so she'll see a picture of us and, and she'll be like, oh, who is that girl? Yeah. Well, I'm, you know what? I can at least be proud that people might like cringe over the name, but if you mm -hmm. really take the time to listen to it, it's it's more valuable than you think. Well, I'm, Mrs. Kaplan is going to start listening now. You got Matt's mom. Uh, she's not going to, you know, she's she just won't get podcasts. She doesn't get it. They don't. I'm my same parents, with my parents. My parents are in their seventies. They don't understand podcasts. I mean, they're pretty good with with the internet, and they're they're open minded people. They yeah. don't they don't shy away from the word fuck or anything like that. Right, but. They will not listen to a podcast just because they don't understand what that it's is. It's like me with Snapchat. I mm -hmm. fucking, I don't get right. Snapchat. I've tried. I don't like it. I think it's gross. I think it's horrible. And it, I'm not going to use it. You guys, everyone can use it if they want. But yeah, I mean, there's just, I don't need more stuff. But like a podcast, <laughs> you see it online. It's just like, oh, play button. You hit play and sound starts coming out. It's not that hard. It's, nah, but then it's like, I don't should, ever listen yeah. to podcasts on my computer. I want to listen to them on the phone. Right. Yeah. Wanna... Yeah. The, the, the concept of, of downloading, my mom's not going to get it. And it's basically anything she needs to do. She needs to call and, and figure out like, how do you, how do you do it? How do you, yeah. how do you watch that? Right. Well, How do you this, listen to that? this openness that's happening now. I mean, obviously, it's never happened before because there was never the medium to broadcast all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. But we're we're in uncharted territory. Yeah. And uh, you know, people don't have to listen if they're freaked out by it. Yeah, that's the beautiful thing about uh, having a choice. Exactly. You can choose to press stop and not listen to it. Exactly. If you're not happy with uh, what anyone's saying, just shut it off. You don't have to make them be quiet. Yeah. You could turn your ears off. And I wish more people thought that way, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> I Unfortunately, know. too many people are going to, you know, if you guys keep getting bigger and, mm -hmm. and hopefully you will at, at some point, you probably, maybe you have already gotten people to be like, shut these ladies down. Of course. No, we haven't. Really? Yeah. shocked. You know why? I just think it's it's the whole you you listen to it thinking it's gonna be one thing, and then you're like, "Fuck these!" Oh, wait, it's kind of funny. It's fun. Must, humor. Humor is must, how you win everybody. You must get hate email sometimes, but you know what? The more hate email comes from you are fat shaming. You are you are shaming her him. I'm yeah, like, yeah, fuck yeah. off with this book. Like, it's the uptightness around po being politically correct that we kind of 
rebel against a little bit like and, and, and it's like you could say the word slot you could say what the words but it's like no one pays attention to the fact that it's the intention behind the words mm-hmm. and and that people sometimes think we're being offensive to a specific group when we're just truly that was even not even near our intentions. it was and a benign I, comment it didn't have it exactly behind, yeah. and that gets me so fucking angry mm-hmm. because pe- the sensitivity bullshit is stupid it's stupid it is yeah. so we try and encourage people to have a sense of humor about if if troy allen could come on and, and laugh about how his dad is a pedophile Oof. you can laugh about a fucking comment that you think might be fat shaming do you know what i'm saying absolutely yeah. and i get that everybody's issues and levels of sensitivity are completely different but if there's one thing i want to teach people it's just like life is hard and sometimes horrible things happen and sometimes people say mean shit like let's try and laugh about it and if you feel uncomfortable or offended maybe just sit with that discomfort and think about it no one people think they have to sound the alarms right i've been offended before yeah and then i go you know what that wasn't about you it was a stand-up comedian saying something and it was not geared towards Uh, you i definitely i feel like we live in like the age of outrage and it's so easy to express that outrage yeah it's just like no one gets what the soapbox they're standing on is for Mm-hmm. They think that it's like they want to be. I appreciate the notion of like let's fight for equality. Yeah, absolutely. But it can get a little much. No, you should have to take some sort of written test to even have a public voice. I <laughs> I'd probably wouldn't fail. Agree more. I'd probably uh, fail myself. Agree more. <laughs> Blurry lines there, guys. But 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 then but it's like you know with podcasts. There's hundreds of thousands of podcasts on yeah. iTunes. The ones that get listened to the most are on the top of the chart. So it's kind of like. Yeah. The ones that resonate with people, that with human beings, like those are the ones that get, you know, listened to or whatever, anything. Any, like, I do think that people, like, I'm behind Apple's decision to not create um, software to lessen the security of their iPhones. Absolutely. I, I think that's so fucked up that they, yeah. and I'm so happy that they're saying no. And regarding the hate email, I mean, I've said it before, like, the more hate email you're getting, that's kind of like the more popular you're getting. Hell yeah, absolutely. You can't have success without haters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We've never gotten an email, though, I will say. It's always about someone being offended by what we said, like, a thing we said. It's mm-hmm. always like they took it as fat shaming or sludge or whatever. And it's never been like, you guys are sluts and whores. And th-. maybe sometimes Luis J. Gomez's fans yeah. um, will like say we should be raped on Twitter all the time. We should block them. Yeah, yeah, it's horrible. His fans are horrible. But, uh, but <laughs> like, so honestly, though, that is one of the few times that we've gotten like gross, nasty, horrible comments from people. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in the comment section on articles. So you just block them when they tweet at you yeah, like that? I, I mute them because then they can't be like, I won. She blocked me. What a coward. Because that's what they do. Right. I didn't realize. So I just mute them. So they can keep talking all they want. I'm not going to see it. Do you, do you read like when you're getting a lot of bad stuff? Does it affect you? Yeah, because I want to pay attention to that. Like we, sometimes we've gotten things, uh, that, emails that'll say like you were racially insensitive. I want to, I, a lot of times I'll read it because I want to, I want to be a better person. And if something I said really resonate with someone the wrong way, like that, I, that I take that to heart and I yeah. want to, be able to articulate my opinion better but um and sometimes we do get ones that i'm like thank you so much for pointing that out because i wouldn't have known oh and um but some of the emails like that one girl the one like we got into a fight with this girl we gave her she donated money to our indiegogo and we gave it back to her because we're like fuck 
you. Why? What's she saying? We said in a in a separate thing we were doing on Rabble about the show Girls, we mm-hmm. said that Jessa and Adam make more sense together. Physically, they make more sense. Like, spiritually, they just make more sense. Right. And he was dating Lena Dunham, his character used to be. And this girl was, she said she's overweight and she's dating a thinner guy and she took, she couldn't believe we were so fat, Jamie. And didn't even, it's not even what I said. It wasn't even about the but weight. But the thing was, I was just going to let it go because I don't yeah. have anything nice to say. I'm not going to say anything at all. She kept tweeting at us and emailing us and like stalking us like making sure we read her email and i was like oh you want us to read your email bitch oh we'll read your email and then we'll be like fuck you this isn't about you yeah um because the truly we i listened back to the the comment she was so mad we didn't even close to saying that Mm -hmm. so so that was and then it's also like with all the issues in the world this is what you're going to spend your time on i know and it's it's such a weird line because who who am i to say that that doesn't that's something that's plagued her and that's bothered her like truly bothered her her whole life but at the same time it's an i believe it's an instance of you're taking something and making it about you Mm -hmm. when it's not even a little bit about you and it's a big problem that people have and it shows her shows her sensitivity and her talking about fake characters on a television show and she's (laughs) pissed because she's dating someone who's thinner than her and everyone looks at her her own insecurities problem that's horrible that happens to you i'm sorry maybe she sees lena dunham as like some sort of hero she probably identifies and i get that i I think lena dunham's like i love that she's i want her to be naked more on her television show because i feel i just really want men and women to get used to not seeing like these perfect tiny stick figure bodies on television that are Mm -hmm. naked like real bodies do not look like that Mm -hmm. and so i think that's great what if that becomes the object of beauty though great it's it it was in the 1800s right yeah so you see it in the paintings yeah yeah those chicks look dope (laughs) face was curvy Mm-hmm. Sometimes I wonder what's attractive, like if I'm just socialized into thinking. Me too. I wonder that all the time with porn, especially. Yeah. Because like the chicks in the porn videos that I watch, like they need to be perfect looking, which is so stupid. Right. And if like if we all grew up in Pakistan or something. Yeah. We'd probably like, oh be God, Muslims. Oh my God, a bare arm? <gasps> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, it's so hot. We'd be very different people. Yep. That's, uh, We're all brainwashed. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's that, and it's just the pressure from society and the people around you. You know, yeah. the whole idea of like a, a chubby chaser. If there's a guy who's yeah. attracted to an overweight woman, <laughs> yeah, no, he's we a talk weirdo. to women. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, also, yeah, yeah, and the women kind of feel like objects. And but right. also, if you're attracted to women who are heavier, that's what you're attracted to. Right. You got it. There's a line where you got to be respectful about it and not just make her feel like you're part of my fetish. Right. I don't really care what your personality is like. I've heard girls say in almost an, an apologetic way of like, oh, I like guys that are a little goofy looking or something like yeah. that, as if they have to explain themselves that yeah. they're not that's attracted. What you like. Yeah. Yeah. It is interesting. People just need to like themselves more and the mm. world will be a better place. Mm. Everyone's just projecting their bullshit on yeah, everybody else. That's not going to happen. I know, yeah. I know. But you can try. Yeah. Some people. Okay, before we end, let me ask okay. you an advice question. Oh, Ooh. Gosh, okay. All right. So I have a friend uh-huh, who she, right, friend. <laughs> yeah. she said to me that she wants to be with a black guy because she wants to have black babies. Now, that's the only reason why. That's what she said. Okay. And I was like, that feels wrong to me. 
Yeah, that strikes me as weird. Like, that's the only... Because if I was that black gentleman, I'd be like, you just want a kid from me? Is that all you want? Like, do you love me for me? But maybe she does. I mean, that's what she was putting out to the universe or whatever. I mean, look, biracial babies are the most beautiful... Grow up to be the most beautiful people I have ever seen in my life. Mm -hmm. I get it. But but is it any different than saying like, oh, I want to marry a tall guy because I don't want short children? The thing is with that, I mean, what what if the tall guy has short relatives and you get the shabby end of the gene yeah. pool yeah mm. or uh, you're if you're, you want to marry a jewish guy because you want but but people want to marry a Jew- people who are jewish want to marry only jewish people right and no one no one freaks out about that but the thing is though with judaism there's these core values and morals that i think they want to align with right that's more religious thing. not just like physicality so what would you say to this woman if she she emailed you Christina, uh, is there something wrong with me? Is, is there something wrong with this? I say good luck with that. Mm-hmm. And I'd say, I'm curious how it works out for you. Do whatever you want, but... Uh, Am I racist? No, I don't think that's racist, but uh, I just think it's it's peculiar. It strikes mm. me as a little peculiar. I, I would say to her, my advice would be stop talking to Gary because he's a big pain in the ass. Yeah, Gary's not black. <laughs> Go talk to a black person. I mean, and, but there are black men who love white women. There mm-hmm. are black women who only love white men. I mean, there's, so there's a market for like whatever you, specific thing that you're into. I'm assuming she's attracted to black men too. Like they're just, I, God, I hope so. <laughs> I would hope so. Cause I have some more, I would have some more questions for her, right. but I assume like, and I know white women who are only attracted to black men and then they marry black men who mostly like white women or they never have dated a white woman. And they're like, I like you a lot. She's like, Gary, get married. I want a black baby, but I'm not attracted to black men. I'd be like, <laughs> then it's called adoption. Yeah. The and end. My the, mom was adopted. Adoption's great. Your mom was adopted. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I want to adopt. You do? Yeah. Rather than have a child? I want to have a child and I want to have it uh, adopt. A little of both. Yeah. yeah. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah. I like I'm you, only Christina. adopting a black baby. <laughs> <laughs> I like you, Christina. Thank you for coming in. Thanks, guys. Thank it's you. Fun. And uh, good luck with the threesome. Thanks. I'll need it. <laughs> Send us video. <laughs> Drawings? Sketches? Nah, not even that. I can't draw for shit. Oh, okay. I'll have a sketch artist in the corner. Right. A little audio recording to put on the... Yeah. No, I'm not. I, I'm. I'll share things, but not that. I don't want to be sexualized. Like does that. the Does the woman know that she might be part of the podcast conversation? Yes, she does. Yeah, because the first thing I said was like, "I'm not doing this for the podcast. I'm doing this because I want to do it." She's like, "I don't care if you're doing this for the podcast." And I was like, "Oh, word. Okay, cool." Did she say not to name herself? She didn't, but I wouldn't. Right. That's that's respect of privacy. <laughs> and, and have you told Vanessa not to call on nights that you're having threesomes <laughs> going forward? Uh, no. I think it's funny. I just, you know what I need to do? Just have my phone away. Yeah. When you're having a three-way, you got to put, put, put your phone away. Right, right. That's yeah. social. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, etiquette. Yeah. So did you get bored last time or you're just like... No, it was very exciting because it was new and it was a little scary and nerve-wracking. Because mm-hmm. I, I saw your tweet. You were like... Having a threesome now, just taking a breath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me, guys. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. 
And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.